from the Xfinity Studios at WVON. We're your original social media. The Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Sunday with us. Even though it's raining, in your heart, it's sunshine. I am Chinta Strasberg, producer and host of On the Case, and my co-host is Kent Hunley, publisher of the 316 Magazine, and I'm editor of that wonderful magazine, editor-in-chief, rather, of that magazine. Welcome, Kent Hunley. Are you there? Good afternoon to you and the WBON listeners. How's the family, and how's my baby Kai? Oh, she's doing great. Sammy's doing great. Well, that's great. This is WVON 1690 AM, The Talk and the Top of Chicago, and you are listening to On the Case. Your questions and comments are always welcome, so please call us at 773-591-1690. Now, there are 58 days before the November 3rd election, but only 25 days until Thursday, October 1st, when early voting and secure drop box for vote-by-mail voters will be held. You can submit your votes by mail ballot, return val- uh, return envelopes directly to the election board on Thursday, October 1st. Uh, this will be held at the Loop Super Site located at Clark and Lake or 191 North Clark Street, according to Lance Goff, Executive Director of the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners. Now, the 50 ward sites and the Loop Super Site all will be open through November 3rd for both early voting and secure drop boxes for vote-by-mail voters to submit their vote-by-mail ballot, return envelopes directly to the election board. That's what you want to do. According to Lance Goff, poll workers will have personal protective equipment, and there might be uh, enough PPE for voters. However, I wouldn't count on that, so I... I advise you to bring your own personal protective equipment. That's your sanitizer and your your gloves and the whole thing. The important thing is that you vote. Voters will be encouraged to wear masks and social distance obeyed. So in preparation for the election countdown, please make sure you are registered to vote. But now come November 3rd, reports say don't expect the election results to be announced that night. Hmm... Given Trump's attack and false claims that mail-in ballots produce fraud, which is not true, it absolutely is false, um, plus the cutting of the postal budget, researchers claim this divide over mail-in ballots will probably drive 22% of Republicans to vote by mail-in ballot versus 72% of Democrats, giving the appearance that the Republican in-person voting imbalance will provide the appearance of a Trump victory on election night. But uh, wait a minute now, that's not true because some states only count mail-in votes after in-person votes are counted. So it's going to be a delay there. A recent model suggests that a mirage of a 408-vote electoral college landslide for Trump on November 3rd could evaporate into a 334-vote victory for Biden by November the 9th. Hmm. So if that happens, Trump will again say the election was rigged, a scenario he has been setting up all the while, calling the mail-in ballots fraud. He has no proof of that. Now, there have been an unprecedented wave of Republican defections, which presidential historian Mark uh, Updegrove said his party is divided over Trump and Trumpism and questions about party identity and loyalty. It's become the party of Donald Trump and any whim he has, Up, Up De Grove said. It's about personality and not political party or platform. 
So that's interesting. The Republicans are defecting. I heard over 500 so far. I'm sure by now it's more than that. We'll see what happens on November 3rd. The important thing is that you vote. Last week we saw more protests in Kenosha as a result of the shooting of 29-year-old Jacob Blake, a father of three who was shot uh, seven times in the back by a white policeman. During a Black Lives Matter protest, two white men were fatally shot and another wounded by a 17-year-old named Kyle Rittenhouse. He had an AK-47. And he came there, came to Kenosha, though he lives in, in, a, in another town, I forget the name of it, but he doesn't even live in uh, Antioch. He lives in Antioch, Illinois. And he comes to Kenosha, Wisconsin, to protect property, a 17-year-old kid. <laughs> so Reverend Jackson went to Kenosha and talked to leaders of 50 organizations and faith leaders the day before the uh, Trump was supposed to come. That was last Tuesday. So he got them to agree not to protest, not to loot when Trump came, but rather they agreed to hold a community day of service. And it was really a wonderful event where food was provided, entertainment, uh, haircuts, you name it. So that was their answer to Trump. There were some protesters on the other side of Kenosha uh, protesting, but it, it was all peaceful. We have on the live line, well, we don't have on the live line right now. He will, we will be talking to Jacob Blake, Justin Blake, uh, his uncle, and he is an activist in Inglewood who is determined to fight until the officers involved in the shooting of his nephew are arrested. And you remember that case is Jacob Blake, a 29-year-old father of three, was shot uh, by a white policeman in Kenosha who held his shirt and pumped seven bullets into the back of this man while his three children were in the back seat of the car. And I understand that the children are having uh, psychological problems right now. But in the meantime, and uh, while uh, we get our guests, let's talk to Alan. Alan, yeah, you are how you on doing? the case. Hi, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm a political junkie. I think we're in trouble. You know why? Because uh, I know Trump wanted to go to uh, to Wisconsin, then uh, Biden went. Did Kamala, Kamala go to uh, Wisconsin, too? I don't think she went there yet, but... She but needs he, to go. You know why? I'm making my point. You know why? Why? Trump won the electoral vote in Wisconsin, but Hillary won Illinois. She won 20 electoral votes. Mm-hmm. You know, you got this Willie Wilson in here, and I don't even know what he stands for because he's against taxes. He's an independent. He's just like Kanye West. You know what the Republicans are doing to uh, Chicago? It's a Democratic state. They got for Carol Mosley Braun because she was very uh, likable there. Cause I was in... Miller of uh, uh, Illinois Champagne, and they love Carol. Everybody tell me, I thought I thought this was a Republican because no, we love Carol. Kamala need to be in West Coast. You know why? The Republican is diluting y'all state. Nobody in my uh, nobody in my circle know Willie Wilson. He ran for president in 2016. When he's going against Durbin, he's diluting the little Democratic Party you got there. You know they picking on Kim Fox. Uh, picking on the local people like a uh, white booker. I want her to be VP. They are diluting our little power. And I think Trump, because he's saying he's bragging. How can so, a man be so stupid and put a, a Supreme Court justice on the Supreme Court so educated that these re- radical Republicans, they dilute our power because they divide and conquer. Willie Wilson supported Donald Trump. Now he's trying to play like an independent. And he said, I'm tired of taxes. I would ask him who's he support, Joseph Biden or Donald Trump, and be honest to black folk, because he's a business leader. We need uh, some Democrats there. You know, uh, uh, Roland Burroughs, he was highly respected. They didn't vote for him. President Obama was a senator. But everybody loved Carol Mosley Braun, and uh, if Kamala is listening, she needs to be in Wisconsin because we don't want to repeat 2016. I sit around all day doing numbers, and I'm a political junkie. I think Trump got us. Right by the margin, if black folks don't turn out to vote, stop riding and go to the polls and vote. Go to your uh, uh, Internet and vote. That's simple to me. Well, Why do you get so emotional? Just go and vote. Vote them out. Just, you can't sacrifice one more month and vote this, this uh, character out of the White House. Donald Trump is very dangerous. And if he can make a dark man like Willie Wilson don't know who, uh, who he's supporting, that's scary in 2020. 
Well, we're gonna ha- I'm going to have on uh, Dr. Willie Wilson to answer these allegations uh, next week. I, I'm going to have him on. So um, thank you so much, Alan. Okay, let's go to Jim. Jim, you are on the case. Well, thank you. I'm calling from a remote location. I'm in Honduras right now, San Pedro Sula. And there's a lot of similarities here with uh, the way Lightfoot has been running Chicago and Prisca, for that matter. The businesses here have been shut down for six months. There's a whole bunch of large-scale stores that were very busy, employed a lot of people, sold a lot of products and services, and they've been shut. And it's terrible. And unlike up in Chicago or in Illinois where you have a safety net in terms of welfare and things like this to fall back on, Porpyville don't have this. So you see a lot of people in the streets. There's mothers. I posted a video on Facebook yesterday of a lady standing in the street by a stop sign, by a stoplight rather, with her kids sitting on the curb so people drive by would give her some money. In the middle of summer, it's, it's hotter than heck here. It's hot and humid, like 95, a lot of humidity. She's standing there all day in traffic at the stoplight trying to get money from people so she can feed her kids. Hey, Jim, Jim, let me cut you off, but what's the first rule of business? Yes, sir. I know you're a businessman. What's the first rule of business? What's the first rule of business? The first, well, the first, first rule, rule of business, business is no. The first rule of business is your health. So uh, all the money in the world don't mean nothing if you ain't allowed to spend it. So the people in Honduras doing the right thing. They stay home, trying to get rid of this uh, uh, COVID nineteen out well, of their country. Unlike America, folks walking well, around uh, uh, you, with, uh, you, you, you know, did, uh, my friend Ken. You did hear that the CDC recently revised their COVID stats. Where before yes, false figures, well, you know what? This is why you're being lied to. And you're also going to see at the end the states that did not shut down their governments and their economies, like Florida, Georgia, South Dakota, et cetera, are going to do much better economically and health-wise. And not just COVID. No, but I, I, don't see that. That are, I don't see that in Florida. You got what? Uh, should I make the wrong way? A half thousand people infected or more? You know, people well, you are know what? It's not a death The problem is... Well, you know, it's not just money. It's people's well-beings, you know, and some of that is, of course, being able to, to, to be able to work. But the CDC just revised their figures. It was like 150,000 deaths due to COVID. Well, the pure COVID death is 6% of that, so you go from 150 to 9,000. Now, a lot of people die of other illnesses, cancers, flus, you know, in the past, other viral illnesses and things. You know, and and it's so it's it's inflationary and it's basically political to sit there and say it's COVID death. Damn, I'm just gonna leave it like this. Trump did a bad job on protecting America in regards to. Uh, and, a and what was he called? He, he, he did. He did. He did. He did. We both can agree to that. We can we can agree that uh, over hundreds of thousands of people, hundred thousand people died. You want to go go there? I mean, what is it, hundred fifty thousand, hundred eighty thousand right now? Over hundred eighty thousand people have lost their lives due to um, COVID nineteen. And we're talking about uh, money, you know. So, like I said, I want to see people, not the money. So I stand for people's lives. Okay, Jim, thank you for your call. We have on the live line the uncle of Jacob Blake. Uh, Justin Blake is his name, an activist in Inglewood who is determined to fight until the officers who shot uh, his nephew, uh, Jacob Blake, in the back seven times. Justin, Justin, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, salam alaikum, sis. How y'all doing, Chicago? We love y'all. We love our hey, WBOA family. How you doing? So tell us the latest now. Um, I understand that there have been groups that, that raised uh, $750,000 for this kid, um, Kyle Rittenhouse, who shot, who killed two people at the protest and wounded a third. Um, how do you feel about that? Well, we, 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 the Blake family, believe that's just another sign of white privilege. We're not going to get in the weeds with uh, that young man and the uh, perverse uh, things that he did. Uh, however, we're going to stay focused on little Jake, his wellness, and getting him justice for a man who took liberty to shoot my nephew seven times in the back while he was wearing a badge representing the city of Kenosha. So has there been any movement to arrest the officers? I understand there may, there may be more than one person. If they do arrest, it would be more than one officer arrested. Yeah, well, we hope so. Since we're down there pushing for an indictment, we're in the second week. They got 30 days. 
We've met other families down here, a young man that got shot on a bicycle, never got justice. Man, further up close to Joaquin and Zion, never got justice. We feel if we take our hands off the ball or we look this way or that way, we can lose this, and we're not going to do that for our nephew and all the little jakes around the nation. Wow. So when you first heard about this, Justin, uh, about your nephew being shot seven times, what went, what, how, how did you feel? What were your emotions? Well, we were at the Greyhound bus station trying to get down there immediately. Our motorbike and our truck were in the shop, so we had to use alternative uh, transportation to get down there. When a young man showed it to us as we were standing with the uh, security lady at the Greyhound, it took our breath away. We couldn't, you wouldn't want that to happen on your worst enemy. We got that call that all the black families around this nation don't want to get. That something went wrong with your child and a police officer. In this case, our nephew and seven bullets being paralyzed and a police officer. How do you feel about the fact that when Trump did come to Kenosha, he did not meet with your family, um, but he did uh, defend uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, for what he did, saying it was self-defense. How, how does that make you feel? Again, I'm not going to talk about that dude, that orange face dude in the White okay. House. We're, I mean, they're in the gutter. He didn't mention our, our nephew's name when he came to uh, 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 Kenosha. He didn't mention his name not once. As soon as Biden uh, properly contacted our family out of D.C. or wherever they were on the route that time, they contacted the family. They had a great uh, conversation with our older brother, Jake, little Jake's father, and the doors opened us to resolving other issues inside our community, not just the law issues, but other issues that are, are institutionally racist and systematically unjust to our people. And we Jack- want to talk about it all. Okay, and, Ju- and Justin, how are Jacob's children, the three boys who witnessed the, the father being shot seven times? Well, if you could imagine, it was a very traumatic situation to see your father cross in front of the car and then be shot. The man shot bullets less than a foot from our children on the other side of the door. And you think this is somebody proper to represent any city, Kenosha included? He was totally out of anything that any police department should support. Um, And so they've had a really traumatic situation to get to your answer. And that's why we're fighting here so diligently with all the organizations in Kenosha, Milwaukee, and Chicago combined to get justice for not only Little Jake, but all the Little Jakes around this country and around the world. It's 2020. Our people built this nation, and we should be able to enjoy some of the benefits of that. All right, let's go to the line. Brother Hall, you are on the case. Yeah, thank you so much. First of all, let me give kudos to the uncle who have done a yeoman's job in terms of representing his family and not just trying to get a few crumbs. See, he, he's talking about all the little Jakes out there, and that's what it's about, brother. And we certainly in Chicago appreciate your spirit. We certainly appreciate everything that you bring back here to the family because you represent VON as well. So we appreciate you, brother. But you know what I'm concerned about is that COVID-19 coon preacher. Who is that? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, who, who, was this, who was this clown, man, that they went and put up there? See, again, we always being played by white folks that, oh, we need to go get us a good Negro and put him up here to stand with us. Those, that white racist sheriff and the police and the uh, attorney general ought to be replaced. Period. Right. Well, we're here at a rally right now, dear brother, where they're taking signatures to release the sheriff and the uh, uh, the president, the chief of police, the president, yes, the sir. chief of police and the sheriff, brother. We're at an event right now. We don't get sleep. We take naps. Until this is over, we won't rest, and we mean that. So- and we won't rest here in Chicago either, brother. We want you to know. We can with you. Thank you. And thank you for, so much for not drinking that orange Kool-Aid. Well, nobody needs no, to see sir. him, man. We put okay? shot down proud of the South Side, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As-salamu alaykum, Aki. Alaykum salam, Aki. Rock my tula. Yes, sir. So thank All you, right. Brother Hall. So you're at All a right. rally in King Kenosha? We're here at uh, 1345 uh, 52nd Street, which is one of the buildings, the collaborative barbershop 
across from the Boys and Girls Club. A lot of meetings there are held. A lot of good things are happening. How do you think we almost put 10,000 people on the streets of Kenosha last Saturday March with us? We were just in D.C. So, yeah, our people slid down from Chicago and Milwaukee, but Kenosha put up a big front to let you know which direction we're moving. Wow, that's awesome. So they're on the ground doing great work. When we're in the city of Chicago, yes, when we're in the city of Chicago, uh, the black underground recyclers in the street working hard. We recycle aluminum cans. We feed senior citizens, veterans, and homeless. Uh, we had 20 children working our summer program. We're going to open a free 24-hour computer lab. And before the year is out, our urban development plan will be coming to reality. Black underground recycler. We need y'all support. That's awesome. So give me your title, by the way. What, what is your title? I don't have a title. I'm the greatest volunteer. Uh, my title is a, a uncle getting little Jake his rights. Getting little Jake's all around the country their uh, rights. We don't want a title. We just want to do work, Queen. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you about titles. I'm not into that either. I've had some of the highest. And who cares? As long as I can do community service. Now, so you are, are they calling to, are they working to recall the chief of police and the county sheriff? They have, a, yes, sis, do you hear us? These people are doing work, and we jump in and make them stronger, and they make us stronger. They have a petition here today to uh, recall the sheriff and do something with the uh, chief of police. That's the type of people we get down with. And how many signatures have you gotten so far? They have like 300,000. Hey, sis, how you doing, queen? They have 300,000 around the country, and they have more than a couple of thousand here in Kenosha. Thank you, love. So you're serious. I'm dead serious. We're getting ready to make change. This is 2020. We just got back from D.C. All we need is Nigerians, African descendants, uh, Ghanaians, Jamaicans, African Americans to you first and first and foremost to unite. It's time now. Let's take care of business. Let's get bills, legislations, and laws looking the way they should to protect us around this nation. Let's build. Let's make an economic black engine. We don't have to create the wheel. We create the wheel. We just want to turn it black. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, let's go to the law on the line. Is Melvin? Melvin, you're on on the case. Yes, greetings, everybody. Hello. Now, now uh, uh, like what I like the spirit of the of the of, 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 of the of the guest that you got, the Justin, live line guest you got, Justin I Blake. Like <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna tell you something. Joe Biden better pick up that spirit because see, Trump's trying to try trying to uh, erase everything uh, around, not only in Wisconsin but in the state. And every, everywhere he goes, Joe Biden go up there. Joe Biden go up there and pick up on that uh, uh, the guy, and, and and pick up on everybody. Whatever Trump trying to do, uh, Biden's about better go and repeat that, because he don't let no Biden don't let nobody uh, push him around. And then then he lying. Then, then Trump is lying on him, talking about what he's not doing. Biden's doing a lot. He just, the news media sometimes don't pick up on that. So go ahead, uh, Jake. Uh, get that. Get that. Get, get get Biden in there. Biden come in there. Grab him. Say, look, would you, look. You owe us something. You want to be president? Get, get get moving. Come on, let's get moving. We'll help you move. And that's right. That's right, Big Brother. If he agrees to our platform of what our demands are as African Americans around this nation, we'll bring more people to vote for him than he ever could imagine. But until he agrees to our platform and our needs and what we need in our community and including reparations, man, I'm not beating the drum for nobody. You tell Biden that you tell Biden what you want. Let him and let him respond to it. Because he's the one that wants that job. Get, say, look, 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 Biden. We want reparations. We want that's right. uh, uh, the equal equal opportunity. We want everything from you. That's right. You say, right. and, and you. I mean, think about it, big brother. Think about it, big brother. They say they say they want to address systemic racism. Well, damn it, you got to address all the men to that. Because from hey, school to mortgages to come on, let's stop playing with it. 
Well, get him and get get Kamala Harris too. Get Kamala Harris gonna put a fire. Let Kamala Harris put a fire in, in Joe Biden. Say, look, 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 buddy, buddy, you want to be, and I'm gonna help you. So get moving and get moving fast because see, you don't have that many miles to go. And I'm gonna tell you something too. MSNBC polls got Biden way out, almost way out in front of uh, 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 Trump. Yes. Let him. Let him. Let him keep doing what he's supposed yeah, we to do. Can we get that from you, Queen? Can we get that chance from you, Doug, please? That chance. Okay. Mel- Melvin, thank you for your call so much. We have now uh, Mama D. Mama D? Uh, yes. Hallelujah. Greetings, everybody. Okay, thank you. You know, sooner or later, I've heard the words uh, civil war and race war. We will not look. White folks are killing up on white folks. And that means civil war. That ain't got nothing to do with race war because we don't own a toothpick factory and a race war. All we could do is shoot off our mouth because we certainly don't have no weapons to shoot off. We wouldn't turn in all of ours while other people were buying weapons. We were busy turning ours in. So, but what I want to say is sooner or later, we, uh, indigenous native black Americans, descendants of slaves, our Jim Crow genocide survivors and descendants, we are under a different citizenship altogether. If you come over here and you get your naturalized citizenship, you are a citizen for life. If you are under the Civil Rights Act, you got to have your rights to vote uh, revoted on every 20-plus years. So Dr. King said that we were exiled in our own land. And at the bottom of the day, giving reparations to non-citizens who have broken into the country, and we can hardly survive a broken taillight, and forgetting about that black DACA, 400 years of delayed actions for in-chains arrivals, and putting that on the agenda. If we ain't got nothing to vote, why should we save America the next 400 years when we saved the last 400, and what have we got in exchange for? Nothing. Not even a pat on the head. Okay. All right, Mama D. Thank you so much for calling on the case. Um, Justin, uh, any wrap-up you want to give? Yeah, I just wanted to say we agree with the sister. We haven't gotten a pat on the head, a good job, or none of that for our whole community. But the fact of the matter is we have more people in important positions that can help things happen now. So now it's time to vote. Now it's time to get down with the census. Now, now, now. We must unite. Thank you, baby. We must unite around the red, black, and the green. All our Nigerians, Jamaicans, Belizeans, and alike and African-Americans. The time is now. So I understand what she's saying about in the past, and that is a fact. But now we can make change. All we all have to do is stand up. Right Right now, one time in unison, stand up. All right, Justin, um, thank you so much. Uh, Justin, you're also a Ph.D. candidate. Good luck on that, and congratulations. Thank you so much, and please, everybody, look up the Black Underground Recycling in Chicago and come volunteer. Again, we love our WVON family all over the south side and the west side and north side of Chicago. Love y'all. Thank you so much. Okay, so I have a special announcement. The National... Uh, weather service confirmed four more tornadoes touched uh, touched down um, during the first during last month's severe storms, bringing the total to 15. The tornadoes that touched down in August were determined to be the strongest to impact Chicago city limits since March 12, 1976. And now, about 800,000 people were in in the Chicago area were in the dark for over two weeks. And they lost a lot of food, too. Well, another storm is coming our way, and you, and you absolutely don't want to be in the dark. So there is the generic, G-E-N-A-R-A-C, power cell that can be your backup plan to keep your lights on, uh, even though the lights are out in, in all the community because of a storm. If you have this generic power cell, your lights will stay on. So for further information, call 866 798 one four seven zero, and again that number is eight six six seven nine eight one four seven zero. Okay, Say so one more now, time, Shanta. What's the number one more time? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that number one more time? Sure, eight six six seven nine eight one four seven zero, and that's important because okay. you don't want to lose 
hundreds of dollars of food. People lost a lot of food. Comment. I know that's that's the first thing that happens when um, power goes out. Folks say, "Hey, listen, I just went grocery shopping, and all of a sudden, power went out, and my refrigerator is down, and they food spoils. You know, yeah. it's gone. And, and you, you know, know meat and, is uh, meat is expensive too. Yeah, and if you got medical problems, you know, at home or uh, kids, you need your power, even for your cell phones, just you know, tablets, computers. So you don't want to be without you know, electricity at all right. under no circumstance. But here's a company that's offering you uh, power when, when your power go out, whether it's turned off or not uh, by natural disasters. You can, um, it's, I, as I believe, it's power. It's, it's power or solar power. That's, that's how you get the, uh, and the battery is solar power activated right. from, so, uh, from your environment, from so, the sun. So, again, that number is 866-798-1470. And now we have a special message. Um, if you want to stay in shape, we have on the live line Celeste Harris. She is a fitness guru. Celeste, you're on the case. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, as was already announced, my name is Celeste Wright Harris. I am, to tell you just a little bit about my background, I am a HR professional. I'm in February, notable HR leader. I'm an author, life coach, the 2019 Miss Wisconsin champion in the figure category, and I am now competing for Miss Health and Fitness, and I want to talk to everyone a little bit about what that is and what I'd like to use that platform for. So Miss Health and Fitness has um, is an organization that if you win, you appear on the cover of Muscle and Fitness, um, but that is not what this competition is about for me, and that's what I want to talk about. Miss Health and Fitness has a platform that typically, when you see the cover, um, I don't see a lot of, I have not seen in the last several re- years, representation from the black and, and brown uh, community. And so based on wanting to change the quality of life for people who look like me, it's black and brown people, I want to bring health and fitness awareness to the community. And I can do that by having a platform of being on a national magazine, as well as having a centerfold where I can talk to, reach people, and I can also represent in an area that's not represented for our girls um, and our boys to empower them to take their health seriously. I want to talk a little bit about COVID-19 just briefly as it relates to health and fitness. One of the key things that's been mentioned is that underlying health conditions significantly impacted the ability to survive and recover from COVID-19. There were some numbers that also showed that urban communities where there was a high population of black and brown people were significantly impacted by this. I consider it as a silent killer and even a form of genocide to a certain degree, and I'm using that word pretty strongly. Health and fitness, health over wealth. No matter how much money we have, if we don't have our health, what does that mean? And I pose that question to you. So I am running for Miss Health and Fitness to have a platform to bring color to the cover. And what that means to me is representation. It means representation in order to bring awareness to empower. There are a couple of ways that you can vote for me. So I'm here to to ask for your vote. Um, One way is a free vote. And that free vote is done on via Facebook. And there's also a QR code, which hopefully if it didn't, wasn't disseminated, I can actually give you the link to the QR code. In addition, you can reach me on my Instagram, which is Celeste, C-E-L-E-S-T-E-W-R-I. So I'll repeat that again for you. My Instagram handle is C-E-L-E-S-T-E-W-R-I. And thankfully, I have young adult children that have been able to set up an Instagram account for me. My Facebook is Celeste Wright Harris. And so what I've been doing is every 
Sunday at 5.30, I've been doing a Facebook Live to give people concrete information on how to become more healthy. I've actually gone through and provided 10 ways in order to stay motivated during COVID, how to build an exercise program. We've talked a little bit about food, and we've also talked about um, different exercises that you can do to increase your heart health, because at the end of the day, regardless of COVID-19 being a silent killer, we all know that there's one thing that we can control that no one else can control for us, and that is our health. So I'm encouraging everyone on the line to take control of their health. The other thing, the other benefit to voting is that health and fitness has partnered with Jared's Homes for Wounded Vets. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. There are 52,000 servicemen that are fighting for our country in Iraq and Afghanistan that have been injured since we started in that conflict. And this organization is set up in order to create accessible homes, wheelchair accessible, shower accessible homes for our vets that have actually been wounded. The person who started this organization is Jared Allen. And Jaron Allen founded this in 2008, um, and he is a retired Minnesota Vikings defensive end. Some of you may have heard from them, but I will say that we all have vets in our family, and if we don't have them in our family, we know a vet. So this is a great organization to be able to vote and buy votes, but you can also vote for free. And my personal family, I mean, my dad, my sister, cousins, we have um, vets in our family. In addition, I have my cousins actually currently in, in Iraq. So this is a cause that is, is near to dear to me. Now, for people who are able to do a warrior vote, and a warrior vote is a vote, which is a dollar a vote, that you actually contribute to wounded warriors, I am sending everyone a kettlebell video. And this is through Facebook. So join me on Facebook or Instagram so that I'll know if you're interested. And also top three warrior votes are going to also receive a package valued at $375, which includes 90 minutes of life coaching. I'm also a life coach, which could be on fitness. It could be on employment. It could be entering employment, exiting employment, difficulties you're having on the job. Any of those areas we would be able to to talk about. So I don't know if this is a um, if I'm able to answer questions, but I certainly would like to. Um, but before then, I'd like to give and share with you ten ways to stay motivated during COVID. Well, you have but to I'd like you, the host. You have Go to ahead. you have to make it really quick because I have another guest at two forty five. All righty, then I'm going to just sort of end with providing the um, link first. In order to vote for me, go to my Instagram handle, which is C-E-L-E-S-T-E-W-R-I, or you can reach me on Facebook, which is Celeste, C-E-L-E-S-T-E, right, W-R-I-G-H-T, Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S. And I'll just give you two tips of the day. Make sure that you are kind to yourself. Find one thing you love to do during the week and do it. Listen to music, walk in the park, chat with a friend. Connect with your church members. Be balanced in how you validate yourself. Love yourself. Know that you are all wonderful and spend time uplifting another in order to have a friend, you've got to be a friend. So stay motivated and reach out to me. Thank you. Thank you, Celeste. Thank you for coming on the show. On thank, the case. thank you so much for being on the case. Thank you for having me. All right. So we're waiting for our last guest. Um, okay, so I wanted to also let you know that Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. condemned the approved plan to stop U.S. foreign aid to Ethiopia, and he has called on Congress to intervene. Now, according to news reports, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo 
has approved a plan to stop $100 million in U.S. foreign aid to Ethiopia because of the country's ongoing dispute with Egypt and Sudan over the Grand Ethiopia Renaissance uh, Dam. And will that finally confirm what we all knew from the beginning, that the U.S. has never been an impartial mediator in this conflict and instead is fully supportive of Egypt? You know, you remember what um, Trump called uh, Africa and, and countries like Ethiopia the asshole. This this man, I'm telling you, it's it's so wrong for what he is doing. Kent, how do you feel about that? You know, this is the same guy that's sitting in office right now who condemned his own department, the FBI. <laughs> he condemned the uh, CIA. The only only people that he don't condemn is Putin. You know, uh, you know, and that's and KKK. You know, he don't condemn those part those people at all. So yeah, I have a problem with the uh, president of the United States. You know, he wasn't fit for office in the first place. So that, that, that's why I stand. Shit. Yeah, I know. It's it's ridiculous. Unfit. I, I still don't understand how people could support support him. And uh, well, uh, well, you know, Brother Oz said it right. He's like uh, apparently like a modern uh, Jim Jones as, as president. You know, he said it uh, last on the show. And put those together, people that follow him, it's, it's like a cult thing going on. You know, and you can't tell they all know right from wrong. I guess you tell them when the sun come out too. You know, that's true. You know, people ain't, yeah, they don't have to say. That's true. Okay, so we have our last guest on the line. Her name is one and only Josie Childs. She is president of the Harold Washington Legacy Committee, and she is so dedicated. She's calling from the hospital. Josie Childs, welcome to On the, on the Case. I'm sorry, Chant. This was a bad time for her in the hospital, so she don't have to reschedule for next week. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Sorry about that. Well, the Harold Washington uh, Legacy Committee is partnering with the uh, Rainbow Push Coalition. Reverend Jackson has announced a nationwide voter registration drive. And, um, you know, he is excellent about getting people to vote. And when he ran in 1984 and 1988, because of um, he got like almost 8, mil- 8 million votes, many uh, African Americans who were running for office mayors, governors, they won offices because of that voter registration drive. So it's very important for us to be registered to vote. Kent, how do you feel about that? It's very important. You know, just uh, in, in any country in the world, most countries in the world, when there's a vote, most presidents win off a popular vote. With the exception of America, you know, we have the electoral uh, college. And that uh, decides to vote. And we here in Illinois, as well as in Chicago and stuff, have to get out there and vote. You know, we need uh, to win this state as well as Wisconsin. You know, Trump should not win any state. You know, the only probably probably say be a win is probably Mississippi. You know, they're not going to change. You know, so I, I say to you, people have to get out and vote the same way they get out and protest. You know, uh, march to the uh, polling place. Right. We should march to the polling place. And by the yeah, way, the biggest uh, march ever. Mm-hmm. By the way, October the 14th, uh, Rainbow Push will lead a caravan from the uh, Rainbow Push headquarters, 930 East 50th Street, to the super site, the Loop super site, to, uh, for people to early vote. So stay tuned for more information. I don't have the time, but um, I do have um, uh, that is going to happen. So be prepared for that as well. Yeah, Shanta, I, I just feel like the same frustration we take out regarding the police shooting, you know, unarmed uh, African-American or black men should be the same frustration that day when November the 3rd comes, we should be out there voting. So all the things they've done to us, you know, in the past and currently, we should be out there voting. You know, it's, there's no reason to sit home and complain. You know, you sit home and complain, and then you're upset about what's happening in your community because you're not voting in your community. You're not voting in uh, the nation. You know, you're not, you're not participating, but you're just sitting around blaming everything that's going on. I have a problem with that. Right. And I have a problem, too, with people not, especially our people, not um, registering to, uh, for the, uh, not filling out their uh, census forms. Right. I have a problem with that as well. You know, we need the resources in our community. We need um, the health care. We need all the things we need concerning census to be counted. But yet they don't want to get out and let people know that they're 
you know, who's in their household. So, you know, that, that's a big problem. Um, I understand the mistrust of the government. I understand the things the government, the government has done to us, but we still rely on the government. Until we stop relying on the government and stop, um, you know, looking for, uh, you know, things from the government, then we have to throughout those forms and get the benefits uh, from it, from the census. I know, but I don't think people really understand the importance of uh, the census because if we don't fill out those forms, we can lose a congressional seat, maybe two congressional seats in Illinois. And that's that's not good at all. Kent? Did we lose Kent, too? <laughs> well, anyway, so I just want everyone to uh, register to vote and um, just make it happen. The black vote can defeat President Trump. I hate, I hate to even call him President. Donald Trump. The black vote is key. In tw- 2016, uh, in the South, uh, in particular, millions of African Americans were not uh, did not vote. They went fishing. Some of them were uh, angry at Hillary, and uh, others had other problems. You cannot be vindictive in this race. You have to stay unified. If you want to defeat um, Trump, you have to. You you need to vote for the Democratic ticket. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be biased about that. Okay. You're not going to win by voting for an independent. You know, Kent? Just being honest. No, I'm just saying, you're being honest. Uh, you know, uh, we need to definitely win this election. And uh, I've just come back on the line since I got cut off. But I didn't hear all of it. But I did hear the part about it's important to vote. So, yeah, again, uh, folks get out and vote. You know, they definitely did vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, get Joe Biden in there. All right. So, um, again, um, October 1st is the, let me go back to my notes, October 1st is the first day for early voting, and that's going to be held at the Loop Super Site, and that is at Clark and Lake Street, uh, or 191 North Clark Street, and that's according to Lance Goff, Executive Director of the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners, and the 50 ward sites and the Loop Super Site all will be open through November the 3rd for both early voting and secured drop boxes for votes by mail. So you can submit your your mail-in ballot right there uh, at the election board, and that's what you really want because, you know, President, I, I mean, Donald Trump does not want you to use the mail-in ballot because he's afraid of losing. And by the way, some people say that if he loses, it's going to take the National Guard to get him out of the White House. Do you believe that, Kent? Well, you know, it, it may. You know, I don't put anything past uh, Trump. And, you know, Mama D said it best when she called in a moment ago. She said, you know, we've been in this country uh, for years, and uh, we don't own any capability of manufacturing anything. You know, I think she mentioned about race war. It won't be no race war, you know, because we don't own any way of, uh, we may have some guns, guns but we don't have no ammunition to put into the guns, you know, so it's, it's useless, you know, so we don't own anything to consider going to war with anybody or any country, you know, or, or within this country at all, so, you know, it, it's a shame that we've been over here for so long that we have no way of manufacturing just survival, things that survive off of food, you know, health care needs, we don't own anything such as that, right. nothing at all, simply. And, you know, Trump has even tried to, uh, to uh, urge people to break the law. He told them you can vote twice. Can you, can you imagine? I just, I can't wrap my mind around this man, I'm telling you. He's telling people to break the law and vote twice. Yeah, I, I got, you know, Obama said, if man was unfit to be president in the first place, and when he won, he was surprised himself. All the things he'd he done, even prior to being elected, you know, uh, and he was surprised. You know, um, you know what he said on tape about women and how he treat women. Yeah. And women can't white women mainly came out and voted for him. You know, so you know this is America. This is the country we live in. You know, they may say one thing on television or in our face or in the workplace, but in real life, on election day, you see the real side of people. That's true. Okay, so we have our last guest, Frank Watkins. He's our political guru for the Rainbow Push Coalition. Frank, are you there? I'm right here. Hi. Also, um, thank you so much for responding to my call. Um, there no is, problem. There are some people who say that if uh, 
if uh, Trump loses, it's going to take the National Guard to get him out of the White House. How do you feel about that? And is, do you have you heard that too? Uh, well, <laughs> I've heard discussion of uh, will he go if he loses, and I don't think there's any question if he loses, he is going to go one way or another. Uh, the question is uh, whether he <laughs> destroys the process of of you know, being able to lose, you know, with people being able to legitimately vote. I mean, he's trying to destroy the post office. He's trying to destroy uh, faith in mail-in voting. He's uh, trying to get his supporters to vote twice. Uh, You know, he's doing everything in his power to undermine the democracy. And we have to resist that and have faith that our democracy will work and uh, keep our eye on what he's doing and what Republicans are trying to do in terms of voter suppression and make sure that it doesn't happen. And when he loses, he will go one way or another. That's true. So now, is it true that in 2016, the African-Americans, millions of them did not vote, particularly in the South? Well, about a million is uh, what the evidence indicated by a million uh, blacks didn't vote. It was the first time, uh, it was a 20% fall off and the first time in the last uh, 20 years that the uh, black turnout has gone down. So, How critical is the black vote? Impact. It's very critical. And it wasn't just that black people didn't show up. To a certain extent, they were suppressed in every... Uh, in Wisconsin in particular, there was a uh, definite impact of voter suppression by the Republicans in the state legislature and out of the governor's office to suppress the vote in Wisconsin. And in every state, Philadelphia, I mean, in uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, uh, there were Republican efforts to suppress the black vote. Well, well I hope... Uh... I hope that doesn't happen again, and I do hope African-Americans will come out because I think that the black vote is critical. It, it's the difference between victory and, and defeat. I think uh, that is probably true. It's definitely uh, uh, probably the most important vote uh, in the country, especially in the South, but really in the nation. Okay. Uh, so we should not allow any... Uh, anything to interfere with your right to vote. Thank you so much, Frank Watkins, political policy director for the Rainbow Push Coalition in the Washington, D.C. office. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you, Jim, Melvin, Brother Hall, Mama D, Celeste Harris, and, of course, 